0: I know we talk about getting a new one every time, and every time, I, it's a little bit of a jam. I mean, Jonathan, do we upgrade the music or do we leave it? I love it. I love the intro. It looks really cool. <laughs> it, it feels a little, it feels dated yeah. to me, but you know, I still get the, I gotta do a little this a little <laughs> that. It might just me showing my age, so it could be it. Yeah, maybe. So, Jonathan, welcome to the show. <laughs> For those who've just joined us here on the CXR Podcast, we're super excited to have you here. If you are listening, Uh, or watching us live on Facebook, YouTube, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, whatnot, there's probably a chat window in there. If you want to drop a note in the chat and say hello, uh, you can do that. If you want to ask any questions for Jonathan, we'll take a look at those. If it's a great question, I'll I'll try to float it over if we get time, or if it's just a bad question, we're going to ignore it. We're going to skip it, and we'll just pass you right by, but you'll feel good that you contributed. So, Jonathan Kidder, welcome to the show. Glad to be here, Chris. Thanks so much for having me. Love to have you. Look, Jonathan, you've been, <laughs> you've been doing this a long time, right? The, the Jonathan Kidder that I know about, uh, you, you've been sourcing, I think, I think, uh, your entire career. And if I remember right, you cut your teeth at Best Buy ages ago, right? Is I that did. right? I
1: did, and I went to school for communication. So I love to talk to people. I just loved presenting to people. I was getting into kind of marketing and I took a job with Allegis Global Solutions uh, on their Best Buy account as kind of employee branding person. So it just by chance, I got into TA and um, they put me right next to recruiters on the floor and I got to see them on the phones. I got to see them source. And I'm like, wow, I really have to just dive into that. I just love what I'm hearing. They're just energetic. They're excited every day. They're like, we got this person in the pipeline. and And I just kind of fell in love with recruiting um, so I you know, I know everyone says, Hey, I I didn't go to school for recruiting, but mm-hmm. I feel like it was like bound to happen for me just because I loved communicating and, and talking to
0: people so much too. Was there a moment, was there a moment when you were dealing with all that where you just suddenly said, Hmm, recruiting looks kind of interesting. I'm gonna give that a shot.
1: Yeah, and for me, it was like, Hey, I'm doing social media campaigns, I'm doing job advertisements, you know, we were doing so much content. And I'm like, it's just a lot easier if I could just like find someone and just call them on the phone and be like, Uh do you want this job? And, and that's why I was like, oh, it, this is, it's called sourcing. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) so I kind of like fell into it without even realizing what, what sourcing was or what the term was. I thought it was recruiting. And, um, I just felt like, it's, it's such a good thing just to kind of reach out to people, build that pipeline. And, uh. I just fell in love with with it right away. That's
0: great. So, okay. So I'm having flashbacks of like Best Buy. There was a guy that was there on the brand social side back around that, like 2010, 2011, I think. Was it Josh or? um, Yeah.
1: Yep. Was that his name? Yeah.
0: Yeah. They had a huge community
1: there too. They were kind of uh, almost like trendsetters too with social media. They kind of connected. Hey, people were talking about products online. Why don't we engage them or why don't we have a customer service chat line uh, integrated with social media? And um, it was a, a huge success for them too.
0: Oh, yeah. And I remember he ended up leaving the talent space entirely to go complete marketing, if I remember right. But it was right after, did David Manister do an ERE there or some sort of um, something? Yeah. SourceCon Source right? event.
1: Yeah. They did a few too. And then, and yeah, I, I think I went to the SourceCon in 2011. 2012. And Shally, Glenn, all the, the greats oh, yeah. were there presenting. And it, it just like blew my mind. I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh, <laughs> what an honor to just listen in on, on what this world was. And um, it was just so cutting edge too. I know uh, at that time, many people were still relied on like Crew Builder, Dice, Monster. They're like, let's yep, just yep. post and pray, have people apply. And um, they just kind of came in and just said, hey, look, it's sourcing. and This is a future... And take it or leave it too. So yeah.
0: Well, Jonathan, look, you do a really great job. I mean, Jerry was in the green room a little earlier and stuffed in to say hello. <laughs> I mean, you do a great job of of you're so gracious and you're you're so wonderful at saying, "Oh my gosh, I you know got to learn from Shally. Got to learn yeah. From Shally. But I gotta tell you, you're a little bit of an instructor yourself. I mean, you're talking about um, uh, Wizard sorcerer. You've had a blog since like, what, 2015? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if, I, if I'm remembering right, you you even offer, uh, you're kind of, kind of a side hustle for you. You're doing uh, training courses, right? And sourcing, uh, mostly Boolean. Lillian training courses. I share and sell PDF uh,
1: documents on my site, and it's really taken off too. And for me, kind of the the history is my both my parents were in the teaching field too. So they just got so jazzed by teaching, and my mom was a teacher for 32 years uh, in education too. And I feel like I'm just like just like her, where she likes to kind of present and and get people excited, and I get just jazzed by seeing someone who's new in recruiting. And then, you know, you see them two, three years down the line, and they're just, just killing it, too. So it's, it's kind of fun to, to see that, like, hey, I helped someone. And, uh, you know, I, I really enjoy that. So helping people learn is something that I thrive on, too. I know I could source. I source on my day-to-day job. But, you know, I get the chance to kind of train a lot of internal teams uh, at my, my current employer. And yep. that's just the funnest part of my day, too. So just training, seeing people learn and grow. And because uh, there's just so much to learn. It's so... A complicated there's just so many areas and it's fun to to go to like sourcecon or other events to kind oh, of see people's
0: That's
1: strategies true. like everyone does it differently so it's here's how I do it and here's how someone else does it and you know take that create your own strategy and, and kind of run with
0: it too as well well, there's always a nice balance of when you go to an event like a source con or an ere or you know any of these other where you really get to work side by side and do these sort of do strategic things or exercise even like at our own meetings we do when i was an attendee right instead of a facilitator it was always interesting for me to level set on i am not as far ahead as i thought i was or i am not as far behind as i thought i was it's a really great level set it's really humbling too because You know,
1: sometimes you go to events and you're like, wow, I know all these things, but there's usually one or two presenters where they're just like taking it to that next level. And you're like, I had no idea someone else is doing this. And wow, I'm going to just, I'm going to take it. (laughs) I've gone to presenters and message them. I'm like, I'm going to take the strategy. Hopefully you're, you're, you know, I'll definitely give you credit, but I, I just love what you're doing. And people get excited from that too. They kind of bounce off each other. But you're gonna have that, so it's always worth going to a few conferences or or doing trainings in the field because things are constantly changing. So if you yeah. are, you know, a recruiter, you've I've talked to so many recruiters that have been, hey, I've got 15 years of experience, um, and then I talk through like, hey, what, what's your strategy? Do you know what's your boolean string? What's your favorite tool? And just blank face, and I'm like, well, you know, there's so much to learn, and and you really need to be uh, constantly learning. You need to be investing in your career because it is such a moving target in this oh. industry too so you you really have to invest take the time to learn take the time to go to events like this um, just because things are always moving so give it like 10 20 years you know things will be so different in our oh, industry yeah. it's not going to be the same at all there's some industries where it's like this is just the way it is you know everything is is clear cut uh, for us it's it's always changing too as well
0: yeah for sure well look like three years ago uh searching hunting for tech talent right or software engineers more more jobs than anybody ever thought of who would have predicted that two years <laughs> later recruiting jobs without would outnumber you know the tech jobs it's so true too and even for us i think uh many companies realize that you need to have
1: a unique skill set to be able to talk to tech talent you need to kind of talk their lingo and for me it's taken me five six seven years to kind of like be able to kind of confidently talk to someone about okay this is what you're working on this is what you're building i mean uh it's a learned skill that takes time you can't just pull someone you know a generalist off the street and be like now you're tech recruiting <laughs> good luck oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know so you're going to have to kind of ramp up uh, it's going to take years uh, of practice and and determination and, and failing forward as i say too because just because uh, you're going to have to fail at something until you really grow into it so
0: yeah. Well, look, Jonathan. So Pete Radloff, who, whom you obviously know, we both, he, he <laughs> yeah. drops a note in the chat and says that there's just you can see the joy in this guy, right? When when the light bulb goes on for other people, he's a teacher. He's a giver, right? In the space. So yeah. Maybe, uh, I, I... <laughs> it's so, so true. Tonight, uh, thanks, Pete, for chiming <laughs> thanks, in. Pete. <laughs> Pete's one of the best too. He
1: uh, was one of the first people I got to meet uh, at Sourcecon uh, around like 2012. and um, he he got me connected with people and uh, just a, a give or two, really good at networking, relationship building, and uh, one of the greats too.
0: So <laughs> well let me ask you, Jonathan. So when we talk, we talked a little bit about it's different now. So how, how do you think, Jonathan, that sourcing has sort of changed? in the last five years? Well, we'll go past 10 you know, right? We'll go past, like, I've been changing my and I'm gonna get, I'm gonna do a, a piece on that. I'm gonna tack on the end of that. What do you think's gonna happen in the next five years for sourcing? Good question. So I would say, you know, five years back, it was a Dice Monster, uh, and then there was
1: a tool called Connectifier that just was launched, and it was about finding con. Uh, con- contact information on candidates so really it was about finding cell phone numbers email addresses that was such a huge thing and then other extensions came out hire tool seek out and millions of others that do the kind of the same thing and uh that was like the the cutting edge thing like oh my gosh i can find someone's email if i do kind of a deep search online and then i can reach out to them directly and get them uh, connected in our in our pipeline. Now, like presently, it's more about just engaging too, cause it's e- more than ever, it's easier to find someone's cell phone number, email address, or find them on social media. Uh, the trick now is uh, engaging them correctly uh, and appropriately too as well. Cause some people just, hey, I found your profile on LinkedIn and, Here's the job, and, and they leave it like that. And they send the same message, mail-merge message to 50 people. <laughs> and uh, and then maybe they get one response back, and it's a no. And a lot of junior recruiters are like, hey, I'm trying everything. I've I've got all the contact information, but people aren't responding. Um, and really, it, it just comes down to engagement, too. So that's really the present issue is there's so many um, openings the market is is on fire, yeah. but how can we remain unique? How can we send them a unique message? And it's really just you know finding them across social media or on websites or blogs, and then just calling out their unique uh, skill sets. Like, oh, I found your project here. You did this project, and here's my team that I'm hiring for. Here's our here's what we're working on. Here's the project. Here's the tech stack. Here's why I think you would be a good match yeah. too, as well. So it's really just taking the time to write um a well-versed recruiter message too so quality over quantity uh every day so
0: i think think what i I think (laughs) what i think i hear you saying is that it's not it's not about finding the talent as like it used to be all about finding the talent right now it's really more about how are you going to talk to the talent right how are you going to engage the talent or sort of entice the talent to to connect with you right Exactly, and
1: uh, I, I, you go to any uh, recruiting in-house team; they have an ATS. I'm sure they have millions of candidates just sitting in their database. Oh and, yeah, you know you can get their contact information, but uh, how can you really engage them effectively, uh, appropriately, and and be creative and unique too with your messaging?
0: Are you doing anything? So it's interesting. Hung Lee did a really interesting on, on the Brain Food podcast. I think the other day he did a really interesting discussion that kind of it kind of squirreled off into. Um, how do you engage the maybes? So you, you're you talking to the yeses and you're letting them know what's going on. I think the topic was candidate experience. And then you're talking, you're definitely sending something out to the no's. There's this big bucket of maybes that are sitting inside of your ATS. And then the topic came up to, well, what about the maybe maybes? Like what do we do with those? Right? I mean, yeah, go ahead.
1: Uh, You know, for me, I I always love to involve a hiring manager, too, as well. So hiring manager, they're eager to fill a role. They're eager to just get out there. They know how competitive it is. And it's also humbling for them because then they realize that they're putting a lot of pressure on you, the sorcerer. Find me leads. But then, hey, you know, send them a list of of maybes. Send them a list of passive candidates and just say, hey, can you message these people for me? Here's the template that I use. Uh, Make sure to call out their uniqueness. Um, And they're going to see kind of like how difficult it is. But uh, at the same time, for passive maybe candidates, if a hiring manager reaches out like, hey, I'm the hiring manager. Here's my project that I'm working on. Maybe here's a YouTube video of what we're working on. Here's a summary of the job description. They're going to get so jazzed by that too. People yeah. just like, oh my gosh, I, the hiring manager reached out to me and, and um,
0: <laughs> you know, you like never, we're creative. Do you ever reach out on behalf of the hiring manager? Do you, I know there are tools you out know, there that can send it from the hiring manager. I do it
1: sometimes what I do is I have, I reach out you know, or just send them connection requests on LinkedIn and then I'm like, here's the people that didn't respond to my initial outreach, second outreach. Okay, hiring manager, throwing the guns here, throwing everything you got. <laughs> And uh, you know uh, basically uh, I, I do it as kind of a second outreach attempt and uh, I would say a response is skyrocket just because yeah. uh, even for me I, I've had people from Google or Apple or, or many other fan companies hiring managers reach out to me directly hey I'm a recruiting manager I saw your background I saw your blog let's let's connect I'm kind of like hey I feel kind of special here <laughs> you know they took the time to just send me something versus like I saw your profile. Here's the job. Please apply. Yep. Or if you know anyone else, let me know. So they kind of just leave it like that, too, as well. So I love that. So uh, we've
0: got, uh, so also in the chat. So, Thay, Thay Raymond, I hope I'm saying your name. Hey, yes. Talking. Thanks, okay. sir. <laughs> thanks she says, look, there. messaging and, and sort of snackable versus these, you know, maybe versus, and I'm going to speak on your behalf, Dave, but instead of these diatribe messages that go out, I think she's talking about there's some effectiveness to cultural language. So really driving the message home, but in small, snackable, messages that go out.
1: Exactly. And really uh, at the end of it, I've read somewhere that someone reads an email or an email for about 25 to 30 seconds. So really, you really need to hone in on what are, why are you reaching out to them? What's, what's the reasoning why? Uh, Cause people get so many messages and really it's, it's, here's the bullet points. Here's what exactly what I want to, call out uh, to your attention to as well, uh, because people like email, they, people more and more are reading it like, like a text message. They're reading it more like a tweet, you know, they're reading, like, they're not going to read a full summary of an email yeah. now. You know, I, even I don't. So, I, I mean, that's the, the culture that we're seeing, you know, that people are, are not going to take the time to read a full, if you copy paste a job description. <laughs> here's Nobody the job reads description.
0: the damn job like, description. Oh, anymore. Anyway. No. <laughs> hello. Hello. <laughs>
1: You know, so it's like bullet points or like a tweet almost, where it's like, you know, here's
0: here's the bullet points. Do you, do you think any candidate ever came back to a sorcerer and said, "If if you had thirty two more bullet points about this job, uh, it would really <laughs> get me across the finish line"? Uh, maybe. <laughs> you know, um, you know, I think people respond
1: with why are you reaching out to me and what's the reasoning behind it? So really you need to answer for your first two to three email sequences, the reasoning why, why, why am I, you know, you're busy. I'm, I'm obviously distracting you. Why, you know, how can I be creative? How can I, what's, what's the point of the message too?
0: Yeah. So, and now is that part, let me ask you, so I know you get asked a lot of questions. You're doing some teaching, you got a little side hustle on the side, right? You're doing your teaching. You got a great blog where I think you get, a, you get an awful lot of kudos from people in the space. You got some really good content out there. I know that you are becoming one of these people that, that you love to give uh, such a gracious response to and say, thank you for giving. You're a giver, Jonathan, you're, you're giving to the space. So you must get asked questions all the time. And so I'm gonna ask you, um, what what is the question that you are most tired of hearing uh, on the topic I, of sourcing, for, whether it be for diverse <laughs> or not? But what's the question you hate to hear? I hate to hear when
1: someone reaches out to me and they say. I'm getting interviewed for a recruiting job and they want me to create uh, a, my, a Boolean string or here's what they sent me as kind of a, a homework sheet. Can you respond back with the appropriate answers? So I'm like, oh, that's like cringe. <laughs> I'm not gonna interview for you. They want me to interview for them and answer their, uh, like phone screen questions that, they're, that yeah.
0: they are they, they received. <laughs> so they're saying, give me a fish, not teach me how to fish. Is that, yeah. is
1: that what you're worried about? Exactly. That's the, the cringe one too. That's one where I'm like, I, I, I'm i not going to respond. Um, and another one is, hey, you know, what's the best contact finding extension? What's the best tools? Um, there's so many, you know, if you go to any source group or any, any group, my Facebook yeah. group, they ask the same like, Generic uh, message uh, once or twice a week. So, yeah. um, well, what, yeah. what would you like to say to them,
0: uh, to the audience, so that you never have to answer that question again?
1: <laughs> either go to Dean's list; he's got his own like. There you go, list. Dean Acosta. <laughs> yeah, just just have that as a reference. Or um, I did write a book about talent sourcing tools. I demoed about sixty of the most generic tools, and I categorized them. So, um, you know, there's that's a good reference if you have just. If you're starting from ground zero it's a great reference um for for tools uh based on different categories contact finding scraping email automation uh it's a great reference um so too, when well. you
0: mentioned okay so you mentioned I, did, I like how you just casually say i did write a book uh, about that. <laughs> then you wrote eight books <laughs> just, just sit, like right just in the last couple of years oh
1: and in one yeah, one and a half year and it really what the reasoning was was i was covid hit everything shut down and i had so much free time people were like maybe they're making bread at night or they're making recipes <laughs> the bread,
0: i <laughs> don't know? even know like, where the bread thing came from i don't I'm know still <laughs> mad, i still don't know how to make bread
1: <laughs> or maybe where people were trying to source for toilet paper or whatever else they were trying to do uh, <laughs> uh, but um i just like i sat at home and i'm like there's tv what do i do at night and you know from six to eight o'clock at night i would just open up my laptop and and think about different Topics that, you know, if you searched on, you know, Amazon or Barnes and Noble, uh, no one really tackled uh, these topics. So, one, for example, is diversity talent sourcing. There's no diversity book about Boolean strings available online, uh, which is kind of interesting to say. It's kind of sad to say that because I think it's such an important topic. And no one has tackled it. It's it's complicated. It's it's tough to learn, um, and it's it's confusing. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try to tackle this topic, give my favorite strings, uh, and and kind of go from there. So, uh, but yeah, I, I focused on different topics that there's just not a lot of books out there like becoming a tech recruiter, boolean strings, so, so many so- more
0: yeah so sourcing for diversity is a really big deal so what i'm going to do we've got i've actually got a link here for your if anybody's interested i just threw it in the chat hopefully it shows up there uh you can go ahead and click on that that'll take you to some of jonathan's books you can take a look at those on amazon but i want to ask anybody who's in the chat we've got a handful of folks that are in there uh what would be a great resource because the question's coming to you too jonathan what would be a great resource to learn about diversity sourcing or what is your number one sort of go-to tactic for diversity sourcing, because you're kind of stuck. A lot of times you're kind of stuck with what you're allowed to look at and screen for, and a lot of recruiters are being held to these diversity slates, but they're not being given any any of the self-identification information on the front end. I mean, what would be for somebody who's just been told they got to start sourcing, Diversity, talent, Jonathan, and they don't have access to the ATS information where someone may have or may not have self-identified. Right. What do you? What would be one thing you would tell them to do? I would
1: say number one, focus on data. So talent mapping right away. So you get a job, and they're like, "Here's the locations where the person can sit," and do research. There's uh, many different. Uh, uh websites uh that you kind of look for data one the u.s bureau of labor statistics is a, is mm-hmm. a great reference it's free to use yep. you can break down uh each individual state and you can figure out uh based on diversity population data you can figure out okay in this county this is where people might be located and using that uh, to your advantage so kind of figure out uh based on data trends population data um that's number one number two look at um you know, look at LinkedIn recruiter job insights or just start to kind of Google who are the top companies uh, hiring in this location? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then who are what are the top universities, tech schools, boot camps? Uh, in each individual location, you know, where, where are they coming from? Uh, and there's many different lists. Hey, most diverse universities uh, list you that you can kind of pull that information to as well. Uh, so that's one part. Another part is nonprofits, association groups, meetup groups. There's so many different individual communities online there's slack groups there's twitter chats i mean it's it's phenomenal too so people kind of tend to flock together too mm-hmm. if you've heard of that term and uh there's just ways to kind of find uh people online meetups facebook groups yep. uh, that way too as well so um that's one part and then uh for tools i always recommend a tool called native current it's one of my favorite tools this guy has for the bay area created um Uh, a Boolean string generator tool. So you can kind of look at different uh, demographic information like, hey, I wanna find women in tech or women in finance. He's broken down different uh, Boolean string examples that you can kind of pull from and kind of reference to as well. It's a great tool, it's free to use. And uh, I actually met with the CEO. I gave more suggestions for this tool just to, to get it more out there too. And I've got my little summary about my experience about the tool. I think on his main page too, as well. So, so uh, I just dropped
0: a link in the chat for anybody who's interested in that. And of course, if you're in the chat, drop some more links in there. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> keep dropping. So yeah, and in, in my, my book, I, I
1: reference all those things. I focus on data and then I focus on engagement. How can you reach out to someone? How can you make them feel comfortable? Uh, that's a really important part too, as well. Um, and a lot of people i have talked to other recruiters where they're like, hey, um, And they put in their message, hey, I'm focusing on diversity. So that's why I reached out to you. And I would never say anything like that in your messaging. So just being appropriate with with your messaging to these candidates, too. I think um, in different specific niches, they just know how rare or how difficult it is to kind of find those people. So Mm -hmm. um, don't feel, don't alienate them. Don't don't, um, treat them any differently. Um, But then at the same time, make sure to focus on candidate experience, too yeah gasp yeah, yeah. don't <laughs> don't
0: do it Hi, i know I I uh and i'd really like to talk to you about a job yeah <laughs> don't please don't do that you know hey i'm
1: trying to hit my numbers here and here's what i'm doing uh, don't do that so but um yeah that's really everything i have in my book, I focus on that. I focus on can experience, I focus on engagement. I mean, now like, it's easy to find uh, someone's contact information, but it's hard to like, or it takes experience to really engage them, get them excited about an opportunity. That, that takes a lot of skill. It, it takes years to to master too as well.
0: Yeah, I think, di- so diversity aside, right? From a recruiting standpoint and trying to get the, t- the talent to actually come in and, and engage with you and talk with you. Uh, how big of a deal is compensation now? I mean, we're, we're like, we, we had a wonderful podcast show a little while back where uh, I would argue that the only thing we have taught our employees how to barter for, how to fight for, is salary, right? Yeah. We have taught them how to ask for more, we, and they're getting better at it, and they're emboldened now with everything that's going on. We haven't taught them how to ask for a more well rounded workplace. We haven't taught them how to ask for uh, total compensation, we haven't, you know, that kind of thing. And so, as a result, what I think happens in a lot of the conversations we're hearing about is, um, the, like the title, and maybe the location and salary. <laughs> those things are like they just shut up, sorcerer. Just tell me how much the mo- you know, how much yeah. money I can maybe make. Yeah. How big of a deal right now is comp in those conversations on the front end as a sorcerer?
1: Uh, very important. So setting expectations right away on your initial phone screen is going to be really important too, as well, uh, because you know. And what what's your target? What are you what are your expectations? And and you know what are you you hearing from other companies? And and they're going to be very honest with you. And here's what I'm targeting. Here's what I'm seeing. And uh, this happens all the time. Where hey, I talk to someone. They're they're actively interviewing. So you're like, oh my gosh. Uh, but I'm also they're also interviewing at you know five other companies. So yeah Uh, just the level of competition is going to be high so really setting clear expectations clear you know here's the full comp here's what i'm targeting all those things are going to be really important too because you know at the end of the day you could bring them through the whole process and then they get inclined for the offer and they don't accept because you didn't set that clear expectation up front so that's going to be really important but you know i've i've talked to other recruiters that hey they put the comp right in the the subtitle or the title of the email comp expectations too. So I would say that's that's really important. Another thing is is uh work flexibility. Um being remote is just like you know just like a basic thing now. I know two years prior, like we still required people to go into an office, but now that's shifting so much that you know um uh, majority of candidates just want fully remote jobs. So that's yeah. interesting to kind of see that shift. I wonder if we'll go back to kind of go into like a hybrid mode in the future or what companies will do with that but most, okay. most candidates I'll tell you are what, like i what i think I, I, <laughs> yeah.
0: I think that we get out of this whether we go regardless of the workspace right i think from a recruiting industry space from a sourcer or whoever does the outreach and the screening we're talking about and just a recap right we're talking about short messages short bursts of messages to grab someone's attention not a long diatribe not 40 bullets of whatever but in that sense, this is a big challenge for people who are reaching out for talent, because you're supposed to talk about how your company embraces or supports inclusion. And thanks, Kim Thomas, great great call out. You're supposed to talk about your corporate culture and your language. You're supposed to talk about the working environment and you're supposed to talk about uh, salary. All, all in a 140 character email, <laughs> right? It's supposed to go out. Like how, how is a sourcer supposed to know which way is up and, and what they should prioritize? What would you tell them?
1: you know that's a good question i would say you know go with your gut go with what candidates are what they're saying what they're asking for like if they go right into it um you know i i would say if a candidate jumps right into salary uh, that's one of many things that you want to go for maybe they might not be a good culture fit if they're like really demanding on on kind of just the comp piece. So you got to look for someone who's well You know, in all these other areas, leadership to to being a good uh, person uh, at building relationships with other employees, uh, there's many different things um, to kind of focus on. But I would say you're going to hear what people want to ask. So, you know, if a candidate starts bringing it up, um, you know, make sure to kind of prioritize and, and flow with your phone screens, flow with the conversation to and also if they get off track try to try to bring them back so, you know oh well let's let's focus on these main things but it's easy there <laughs> you know, turbo calm down. <laughs> you know for me my my main thing is, hey uh are you actively interviewing are you passively interviewing that's my number one question right away so then you can kind of like figure out okay here's how I kind of sell them if they're more passive here's how I can sell them on the team the project hmm. here's how I can sell the story uh, or here's how I can talk about leadership or if they're active I, I go right into just showcasing kind of the the, the role what what's what's requirements on the role what are we working on what's exciting about the team those selling yeah. points right away and then number two is location preferences are you open to this location are you remote um, and then are you you know how many interviews are you going through right now so you can kind of figure out oh oh my gosh <laughs> oh I'm interviewing at ten companies at once you know yeah. um, so and with that in mind you that's how you can differentiate yourself too if a candidate is um, interviewing at so many companies um after your phone screen send them an email follow-up like here's what i need from you here's an update and if if you want send kind of a a weekly update like here's what we're doing on our end you know here's here's kind of the process try to differentiate yourself too like oh my gosh they're so well organized too on the back end so i'm probably going to go with this company because jonathan is so detail oriented on next steps too got it I
0: love it Jonathan the giver kidder Jonathan let, let me it t- <laughs> <laughs> take, take, take us out with one piece of um, take us out with one piece of practical advice you'd give yourself 10 years ago so if you could go back and tell yourself it was just you just getting started out of Allegiance into Best Buy you just you just cutting your teeth on mm, this search sourcing thing looks pretty pretty attractive I might give it a shot what would you tell yourself now? i would say you
1: know for i tell this to most entry-level recruiters don't be so hard on yourself too and and you're going to have imposter syndrome like am i good enough and uh in order to be successful in recruiting you're going to have to just go with the flow you're going to have you're going to have ups and downs you're going to have a month where you're successful next month you got nothing and it's it's a roller coaster ride uh you know and and just kind of stay solid stay stay up and up do everything that you can kind of control uh, focus on your daily routines. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to time block sourcing. I'm going to do this today and, and do that every day. So build those routines every day and you'll be successful uh, in the end.
0: I well. love it. That's wonderful. Thanks so much, Jonathan. We're really, really so grateful for you being on the show. We Thanks for cutting the time out thanks, of your Chris. busy schedule. We appreciate being able to share you. Happy to be here. Good stuff. Look, for Thanks those live, uh, we've got a solutions showcase this afternoon uh, with Seekout. So that's a live demo and walkthrough uh, with Anoop Gupta. He is the uh, CEO and obviously the founder over there. Also, on March 24th, we've got a new guest in our CXR lecture series. We're doing one of these a month. The topic is mindset for innovation. We'll be hearing from Rod Ben Zeev uh, from Think, that's a school of creative leadership. And then, of course, Last but not least, on April 20th, we've got our CXR sourcing meeting coming up. So we hope that our CXR members will join there. If you're wanting to learn more about CXR or uh, just join in that community and take part, you can join us at CXR.Works. If you haven't already subscribed, uh, hit the likes and the subscribes and all those fancy buttons, uh, and we'll let you know what's going on uh, on and around in that podcast. You can get that at CXR.Works podcast. And with that, I just want to say thank you to everybody. And Jonathan, the giver kidder, that's you forever (laughs) going forward. We thank you for coming in.